Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Nuance doesn't mean anything in an environment in which there's real panic in the city about public safety. The, you know, one of the ironies of if Johnson were to win the primary, uh, were, were to win the second spot, Franny, is you'd have a race between the candidate of the Fraternal Order of Police in Dallas and a candidate of the, the Chicago Teachers Union in Johnson, which is kind of an unusual situation. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. My guest this week is political strategist extraordinaire David Axelrod, CNN commentator, architect of Barack Obama's two presidential campaigns, chief strategist for a ton of winning mayoral campaigns in Chicago, including Harold Washington and Rich Daly, a former Chicago Tribune political reporter before all that, and more recently founder of the Institute of Politics at your alma mater, the University of Chicago, where you exactly, stepped away. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I could spend all day on your resume. <laughs> How are you, David? That's what Thanks happens when you, joining us. That's what happens when you get old, Fran. You uh, you accumulate these things. But it's uh, uh, been a been a fun ride, starting with covering City Hall with you back in the day. So that's right. Uh, Happy belated we, birthday, sir. By the way, thank I you. Say. I appreciate it. I appreciate you it. Old? Thank you so much. Do you feel you old? You know. Um, like uh, I'm borrowing from President Biden, I don't feel old. I feel wise, right? I feel experienced. So yeah, uh, that's no, it. That, I feel, that, I feel yeah. good. That's that's really yeah. good, and you have your health. We are days away from round one of the mayoral sweepstakes. Are you excited? Yes. What What has surprised you so far in this campaign? I'm like a little war horse, you know. I went and voted yesterday, and. Uh, I still like I walk in that voting place and uh, I, my, 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 I still my, my, my pulse picks up and my, I feel that excitement of elections. So I can't get that out of my DNA. You know, it's um, it's just part of me and it's always exciting. Listen, mayor of Chicago, mayor of any big city is, is such a critical job. Cities are, you know, even great cities are fragile and leadership matters. And um, and I think I've always felt like local government is the most vital level of government because you're dealing with issues where the rubber hits the road on quality of life. You know, safety, schools, the things that, you know, that people face in their everyday lives. So it's yeah, this is you know, this is important. I see this race as a four-way battle for two spots in the runoff. Of course, former mm-hmm. yeah. Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis appears to be a lock. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, mm-hmm. Congressman Jesus Chuy Garcia, 
and County Commissioner and CTU Chicago Teachers Union organizer Brandon Johnson are duking it out for those for the second spot that will punch their ticket to the runoff on April 4th. What has surprised you so far in this campaign? Um, Well, uh, some things haven't surprised me. I I always thought that Vallis would be one of the finalists. uh, And all you have to do to understand why is um, just look at a picture of the field. You've got seven candidates, African-American candidates. You've got one Hispanic candidate and one white candidate. And and Vallis has worked very hard to establish his base in the northwest and southwest sides. Uh, Obviously, the candidate of the FOP. They've run a very smart campaign, I think a great campaign, uh, more disciplined than we've seen from Paul in the past in his previous campaigns. Uh, he's got some great strategists working for him, Joe Trippi and uh, Mark Melman. And they've been monomaniacal on the one issue that uh, is first, second, and third on everybody's list of priorities, which is public safety. I mean, it's, it's, it's the only issue that Paul's talked about until today, and we'll talk about that in a second. His new ad is really interesting. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I always thought he had uh, a lock on uh, on one of these uh, lanes. Um, the other, but in terms of surprises, I guess, you know, I would say Brandon Johnson, um, you know, is uh, showing better than one would have expected because he's a rel- he started as a relatively obscure county commissioner. But he did have the CTU behind them, and they gave him a ton of dough. And, it, you know, he is an example of, I mean, he, he has presented himself well. That is uh, part of this. But the millions of dollars that the CTU has put behind his uh, ads on TV is no small thing. And uh, the combination of those two things has projected him into uh, what could have been or what I thought would be a three-person uh a race for the second spa. And then, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess the degree to which the mayor is struggling to, uh, to, to secure the second spot in the runoff uh, is a bit of a surprise to me. I, I began, you know, when the race began, I, I just assumed that uh, she would be in the finals and that the likelihood was a, a, a Vallis, uh, Lightfoot final. When Chewy got in, uh, you know, I thought that added an element of intrigue because he's run before. He's, he, he made the runoff last time. You know, he has a base that also should be his. It's not clear that he's getting the vote he should be getting there, but should be his. Um, but, you know, the mayor's really it's unusual for an incumbent mayor to have to struggle to get into the finals in in a re-election battle like this. So that's a bit of a surprise. And it signals that even if she squeaks into the runoff, she's still a loser in the runoff because mayors, my sense is mayors, incumbent mayors like Rahm in 2015, he headed into the runoff. It was an embarrassment to him that Chewy forced the runoff, the first runoff in Chicago, but he was in the 40s. He didn't have far to go. If Lightfoot makes it, she'll barely make it, and she'll be in second place. She's finished either way, isn't she? Well, 
she's that she definitely has a, a very very steep uphill battle. I mean, the polls that I've seen, um, you know, she, she a majority of people give her negative ratings, job ratings. That's a terrible place to begin. But the thing you look at when you analyze these polls is, you know, how how much uh, of that negative rating are, are strongly felt, how much is very unfavorable. Her very unfavorables are approaching 50. That makes it really, really difficult to win a re-election. And if she does make it into the finals, uh, the only way she can uh, win is to uh, decimate, uh, presumably, Vallis, uh, if he's the opponent. What's interesting to me, Fran, is she spent a fair amount of her money uh, trying to take uh, Chewy Garcia down, I think on the theory that Vallis would be an easier candidate to beat in the general election. Uh, you know, we'll see if that turns out to be true. Is that a mistake? Well, I don't know. I mean, time will time will tell. Uh, but, um, you know, the bigger mistake, uh, first, first of all, I don't know strategically, you know, how she could navigate the situation she was in. Um, you know, look, I, I think that she, you know, everybody's strength is their weakness. Her strength is, you know, she's a very pugilistic person. She's, uh, you know, she's fought for everything she's gotten in her life, uh, often against great barriers. But, you know, she favors the clenched fist over the outstretched hand. And when you're mayor, you need both. Uh, and, uh, and so she enters this with, I mean, she looked, she, she led the city through the pandemic. She's got some things that I think, uh, are on to, you know, uh, very much to her credit, but, um, she's antagonized a lot of people and, you know, those chickens are coming home to roost, uh, in this, uh, campaign and it's making it very tough for her in terms of whether she should have gone after Chewy in order to get to Vallis. If she doesn't make the runoff, the answer is that wasn't wasn't money well spent. It may also be that the 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 the, the, the money she spent attacking Chewy will allow her to pass him and get into the runoff. So I mean, or or alternatively, she could she could take down Chewy, succeed in taking down Chewy, and. It, it not help herself, but yeah, that's right. Not help herself, but help Brandon. Well, this is always the danger, you know, when you're a, when you're running a campaign and it's a multi-candidate race. That is the hazard of attacking other candidates. Now she's running ads attacking Johnson and Chewy, <laughs> and in some ways, you know that that just um, it kind of amplifies her reputation as someone who's always fighting somebody. Yeah. Uh, and and so, I, you know, I think she's in a very I think she's in a tough spot. She Look, I, I don't really know who's going to win. You know, um, Johnson's getting a little more scrutiny now. The Tribune has a story this morning about his past comments on defunding police as a political goal, something he hasn't said explicitly in this campaign. He has um, not know, uttered the word defund. He's been so steering clear of it. He has, though, a, uh, a, a an anti-violence plan 
that's that will not commit to filling the vacancies in the police department, 17, 18, mm-hmm. maybe as many as 2000 vacancies. He wants to cut the police budget by at least one hundred and fifty million dollars by reducing the ratio of supervisors to rank and file. Um, he has a tax plan that is at least eight hundred million dollars tax the rich. Um, it initially included a metro tax uh, on commuters working in the city, uh, a hotel tax, reach store the head tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, are these things that scare you as a Chicagoan? Is this something that's good for the city? <laughs> are you holding on to your wallet? Uh, well, I, first of all, I don't think it, I, I think it'd be very hard to implement those plans. I do think what it will do if he is in the final round, it will mobilize a lot of opposition. Um, you know, on the policing issue, uh, I, I don't, I'm not one who believes that uh, the answer, the sole answer to our problems is more police. I, and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the, the redeployment of police, the, uh, re, uh, in, the reintroduction of police to kind of neighborhood community policing where police have relationships with the community. You know, there are a whole range of things. And, you know, I think Johnson has it partly right, which is um, we do ask police to do things that um, police really aren't trained to do and shouldn't be doing. You know, a lot of that involves sort of mental health uh, interventions and so on. And we should be investing more in that, whether it should come at the expense of police. I don't know. But he, you know, we do have per capita, we have more police in our city than I think any other big city. Um, And it hasn't been an effective answer so far. So I think effective deployment of the police. Yes, you know, we may need more police, but effective deployment of police and removing from police some of the social uh, so I, I, I don't want to I don't say this in any way to denigrate, it, but kind of the more social work elements of the job uh, is probably right. So I think he's got it partly right. But nuance doesn't mean anything in an environment in which there's real panic in the city about public safety. And, you know, Vallis is there's nothing there's no nuance in Vallis's appeal. The, you know, one of the ironies of if Johnson were to win the primary, uh, were, were to win the second spot, Franny, is you'd have a race between the candidate of the Fraternal Order of Police in Vallis and a candidate of the, the Chicago Teachers Union in Johnson. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that. that an unusual conflict. situation. Yeah, it's a stark, yeah, stark contrast uh, for Chicagoans if it turns out that way. And I, I think it's leaning that way. The Chicago Teachers Union, he is a paid organizer. He is not just a member, a former teacher. He's paid by the union. Should we be concerned about mm-hmm. that? Can he be the mayor and, and have that and have the, the CTU having spent a million dollars to put him in office? Doesn't he owe them? Well, I probably have spent more. Look, I, I think... He is the candidate of the Chicago Teachers Union, and uh, if he is elected, he will owe it to the Chicago Teachers Union. And the Chicago Teachers Union is a very ideological. I mean, I, I'm a very pro-teacher person. Uh, I think most Chicagoans are, by the way. And the CTU, uh, I think, has pretty, you know, pretty favorable ratings that 
they're not a they're, it's not like they're a pariah. Uh, but the question is, do you want a mayor who's entirely beholden to uh, to the union? And the same question will be asked about Vallis, uh, you know, who boasts that he negotiated the teachers uh, the uh, police contract. For no pay is is what he said. And he says he did it. He claims he did it because if not, we would have lost another 2000 cops to retirement. The the mass exodus would have been worse. I I understand. But, uh, you know, and I and I when Paul says he wasn't paid by them, I, I, I fully accept it. The payoff is coming now. I mean, the fact that, uh, the, 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 uh, the union uh, is mobilized on his behalf uh, and that, you know, he, his credentials, his credentials as a public safety advocate, as a crime fighter, are all tied up with his relationship uh, with the uh, FOP. So, um, I mean, that, you know, he he was not in public safety. I know he says in his ads that he added all these police you were there and I were there and you know that, you know, he was the he was, budget director. He was, he was the revenue up. director. He was, he was CPS CEO. He was the, yeah. He wasn't the police superintendent. He wasn't acting on the, he was acting on the orders of the mayor, you know? Right, and uh, so course. you mentioned an ad, a new ad that Dallas has. I haven't seen it. What is it? Oh yes. Well, it's, it's not about public safety. It's about his support for gay rights. It's about his support for abortion rights. Um, it is basically a recognition. I mean, one of the interesting things, like I said, I think they've run a brilliant campaign. And I know his, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, these guys are old uh, 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 combatants and allies of mine uh, who are working for him. So I know, you know, they, they, they've been around and they know their stuff. And from the beginning, they understood that they had to do two things at once. They had to run a conservative uh, campaign uh, in order to secure the votes of white ethnic voters on the northwest and southwest sides, and um, and uh, they and by the way, I think Paul is going to do very well, in, on, in, particularly in the near in North Lakefront, uh, and he'll sure. probably do he'll probably pick up some Hispanics among conservative Hispanics, you know. Yeah. So I mean, he's they're trying to sig- signify to conservative voters, Republican voters, but. Uh, at the same time, this is a Democratic city, so they've been trying to sur- at the, do two things at once, reassure Democrats that he's a Democrat while consolidating conservative Republican uh, sorts of votes uh, behind him. And so, like in the first commercial, you know, he uh, uh, you know, there was a he he there was this thing that I still don't understand where it came from, but he, he advised the uh, Obama Justice Department on public safety. I really don't know who I think it'd be hard to find the person he advised in the Obama Justice Department. But the point of the thing was to get his picture up there with Barack Obama. This current ad uh, is, you know, it's a complete lurch from what has been a very disciplined message about public safety, because I think they want to reassure they think they have a chance to get some of these lakefront voters. They want to reassure people. Yes, he's a Democrat. Yes, he'll be okay on on social issues and progressive issues. You saw he denounced the FOP for bringing right. Ron DeSantis, DeSantis. Uh, yeah. this week. Yeah. So I think I mean I think one of these what's happening now is Ballas knows he's going to be in the runoff. 
And now he's trying to make sure that he can get to 51 percent in the general election. And that's what these ads are about. Chewy waited forever to enter this race. He's been forced to go it alone without the CTU and SEIU and the progressive groups that have been the foundation of his political support for 40 years. And he's hopeful that he may, if he made the runoff, the fractured family of progressives will unite behind him then. Uh, if Brandon makes the runoff, do you see Chewy endorsing him or vice versa? Do you think this fractured family can get back together or is it an irreconcilable divorce politically? You know, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I certainly haven't discussed that with him and I, but you know, my, I, I, I would, you know, given the relationships that he's had, you know, I think there'd be a temptation to do that, but it, he also might stay out of it. Uh, I, I just, I don't know the answer to that question. I think that um, you will, you know, likely see, unless there's a, uh, unless there's a uh, calculation that, um, that uh, Johnson couldn't win, I, I think you'll see a coalescence around him among progressive groups and politicians uh, if he were the nominee. But um uh, and, you know, I think what, as you pointed out at the very beginning, that would be such a ideologically interesting race. I mean, because, you know, it's like they would represent very, very different philosophies. I mean, Paul will try and um, blunt some of that as, as he is with this ad so that he can make, you know, that people on the lakefront and uh, will feel comfortable. Uh, with him. But, you know, that could be a very polarizing race. I mean, the thing that Chewy is offering, if you look at his last ad, is that he would be a more conciliatory figure, that he'd be someone who can bring the city together and 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 could get people working together. And there is, I mean, there's some validity to that. You know, that is, he has been a con, kind of a convivial player in politics. Uh, at the city, county, you know, alderman, county commissioner, state senator, congressman, you know, his reputation is as a guy who can work with people, um, which is, you know, and uh, a little, you know, that is the uh, antidote to what people feel uh, Lightfoot has not been. Whether they feel he's strong enough, I think, is the question. And, or energetic uh, enough. Yeah, you know, the energy hasn't been there. Yeah, I mean, do you see do you see Lightfoot making the runoff? If she has a path, what is it? And if she doesn't, and she joins Jane Byrne as a one-termer 40 years ago that she was, the last mayor of Chicago, the first mayor of Chicago who was a woman, this is the second, what will be the reason why? It can't just be the hand she was dealt, the pandemic and the civil unrest and the crime. What, no, what no, do you I think? mean, look, well, well, I'm, well, I think there are two elements. One are her personal leadership style, um, which is very combative. Uh, and the second would be public safety. I just think that this is so much on the minds of Chicagoans that, if you're not seeing, I mean, I, I think she's been judged a failure on this issue. And, and that's uh, everything, right? A, if you're not safe, you got nothing. Yeah, I, I think that is her, uh, that's the biggest obstacle she faces. She has stylistic issues. 
but there's one big substantive issue and that is crime. And, um, and I don't know if she can overcome that. It's going to be very, very difficult. And did she make a mistake by staying with David Brown? She went out around the police board to get him. She had her eye on him from the beginning, brought him here from Dallas. Everybody thinks he's been a failure, and yet she stays with him. Every candidate wants to get rid of him, and she stays with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't pretend to know uh, why. Maybe she didn't want to. Uh, maybe she didn't want to acknowledge a mistake, but it, it's been. You know, just from the outside, um, you know, it seems pretty clear that he was overmatched. It is always difficult to come from outside uh, and be a, an effective, uh, you know, police superintendent in Chicago. You know that. You've watched this over time. But people have done it. You know, it was interesting to me. OW did it, but Jody uh, Weiss was a failure in Chicago. Daly yeah. made a mistake. I mean, what's interesting is that. Um, she brought in, um, uh, what's the fellow from LA, Charlie, um, Charlie Beck, uh, Charlie, yeah, Beck. Charlie Beck, who, who seemed to do very, very well in the interim role, um, because he was kind of a policeman's policeman, you know, oh, sure. and yeah. he, he, he had a great, you know, he, he, he had a media. Tom Selleck. Or, he was like you know. Tom Selleck in uh, Blue Bloods. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, but it's Even hard. Like it's <laughs> very hard to. Br- it's, yeah, it's true. It's very hard to bring people in from uh, from outside, uh, you know, but this it's it's clear that she, you know, she doesn't have a great relationship with the police uh, and he doesn't seem to have a great relationship with the police. And, you know, there's a there. Uh, so. Why she stuck with him as long as she, that could end up being, a, you know, one of the factors if she's not successful. I mean, just a, an unwillingness to, re, uh, to, to, to recognize that that wasn't working and that a change of leadership was necessary. But, you know, uh, we should not, I mean, she's in a very tough spot. We should not, uh, we should not uh, write an early epitaph. Uh, for her here, however, because um, she could get in the runoff. One of the things about uh, Paul, who's, as I, as I said, run a great campaign and, and does bring a lot of experience, he, no one's fired uh, at him except in debates. There's not been, there have not been negative ads run against him. Uh, he hasn't been tested in that way. He will be. I mean, questions will be raised about his, you know, peripatetic uh, peripatetic work history uh, and exactly why he was, you know, at, uh, why he was ushered out of so many places uh, and about some of his positions. And uh, he'll be pressed more in a general than he has been in a primary. Uh, it's almost as if he's in his own lane and so no one's really touching him particularly. Uh, and everyone is fighting this intramural battle to be in the other spot. Well, that's going to change on February 28th, and uh, he's going to have to deal with incoming. Now, he's going to probably have a ton of resources uh, because yeah. I think uh, there are a lot of elements of the business community that have uh, decided that he is the, you know, the best bet in this lot for them. 
Uh, and, you know, he's been on television more than anybody else. Yeah, he's raised really a ton. Useful. He's raised $5 million. That, that, that's new for him as well, as well as the discipline yeah. that he's shown. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a stark contrast with what we've seen in the past. And I think, um, you know, that's interesting. And, and it, it could portend that, you know, he can go the distance here uh in a way that he wasn't able to do in the past but it's not gonna you know you know nobody hands you the mayoralty you're not gonna he's not gonna be carried carried in on a rickshaw i mean there's (laughs) going to be a battle uh and uh, that battle hasn't been joined yet Uh, but it'll be a very different battle depending on who wins that primary you know if it's um uh you know if it's uh, you know i think that uh uh, Lightfoot uh, and, and Johnson uh, may be more polarizing figures than uh, Garcia, who might be able to, you know, unite various elements of the uh, of the community that is not responsive to Vallis. Uh, is, is Johnson uh, I mean, the most dangerous opponent that Vallis could face? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think one thing that we've seen is that Johnson is he is an energetic candidate and he does, you know, he has a point of view and he uh, presents it eloquently and energetically. And, uh, you know, the the question is whether that point of view uh, will rally uh, 51 percent of voters in the city. Uh, And I don't know the answer to that question. But uh, I think that he would unite uh, uh, the, you know, uh, I suspect he would unite large uh, elements of the black community, that there would be a coalescence uh, around him uh, unless there's a, you know, unless the the uh, the issue of policing, which is, you know, complicated in the black community, um, you know, doesn't. it doesn't doesn't work for him with some of those voters. And then, you know, the question is, what about uh, the, the traditional coalition for a candidate like Johnson would be, you know, lakefront progressives, uh, the black community, elements of the Hispanic community, uh, whether you could put that all together. I don't know. You know, one issue. uh He's going to have to deal with a defund policing issue. Vallis is going to have to deal with, if he wants to own the police contract, he's going to have to own the whole thing. So anything in the police department, in the police contract that uh, is viewed as obstacles to holding uh, rogue police accountable is, is going to be on his account as well. And he's going to have to answer questions about that. And I'm sure Johnson would oppress him on those things. And I think the mayor would as well. Jason Irvin, uh, so, the chairman of the city council's Black Caucus, warned early on that with seven black candidates and a diminished black vote, the African-American community risks losing it all. He had hoped to convince some of these African-American commu- uh, candidates to drop out and narrow the field for Lightfoot, who he backs. And it didn't happen. And then Lightfoot more recently got herself in hot water by saying if any vote that comes out of the South Side that isn't yeah. for her is for Vallis or Chewy, and you're better off staying home. 
Why do you think the black community yeah. did not shades, 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 coalesce? Shades, shades, shades of Judge Pinchum, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anybody south of Madison mm-hmm. Street or, or Epton before it's too late. Yeah, We've exactly. seen this racial appeal before. It's yeah. disgusting yeah. every time we see it. But what do you think? Why do you think that didn't happen? And is that going to end up being a colossal mistake? Well, look, um, the uh, no community is monolithic. Uh, and the fact that there are so many candidates in the African-American community reflects in some ways um, dissatisfaction with her. Um, you know, you would not have seen seven candidates uh, running against Harold Washington. Uh, you did not see them running against Eugene Sawyer. Uh, you know, this, so, you know, the fact that she hasn't been able to coalesce that base has hurt her. Uh, you know, look, I think Willie Wilson will get a, you know, a, a, not, a non-trivial amount of votes out of the black community he has in the past. Sure. Every indication 10, 11, is that 12 he will percent. Again. Yeah. He won 13 of the, of the total vote, but, but right, right, right. So I think he is going to do, you know, well in, in the community. Uh, again, uh, you know, Johnson will get some of those votes. Uh, there are others who will pick up some of that vote. Uh, yes, I think, as I said to you at the beginning, when you look at the picture of the candidates, just the portrait of the candidates, the first thing that strikes you is, well, there's seven black faces on that in that portrait and only one white and one Hispanic, um, that, that math is, it makes it harder for the mayor. There's no doubt about it, but the mistake may not, I I don't know that you can blame the candidates who are running, uh, as much as you have to kind of ask the mayor, why wasn't she able to call, you know, she's, she's now, you know, making these appeals to racial solidarity, but, why isn't there a sense of loyalty to her uh, among those voters? And I think, you know, there's Why no community. Why do you think? Do has, you think? Well, I think there's, there's no there's no community that has uh, suffered more uh, from crime and violence than than the African-American community. And, um, you know, I, I think that's part of it. Uh, I think there's a great deal of satis- dissatisfaction you know, about that. And look, I mean, uh, she's made efforts. I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to dis, dis, um, you know, denigrate those efforts, but the, the problems facing the, uh, you know, the South and West sides are legion. And, uh, you know, we've seen a de- depopulation of those areas. We've seen, you know, we there are educational challenges. There are as I mentioned, public safety challenges. Um, if uh, voters in those areas are dissatisfied, I think they've got some reason. And, you know, all of these things are not her fault. But when you're the mayor, whether they're, whether things are your fault or not, they're on your account. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, she, she is uh, now facing an accounting. So as we close, what's your prediction? Who's going to make the runoff? Paul is you pretty much. Yes, I I am. That's the one prediction I'm willing to make. Okay, you're not sticking your big neck out. (laughs) No, no. I'm glad you said that. You're my big. You're big. I'm just saying. uh, I do not. I honestly don't know. And anybody who says they do, 
I think is 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 foolish. You know, it feels it feels like Johnson has momentum, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it is so close that I would not be shocked if any of the three uh, ended up in the second slot, uh, which is quite a state. I mean, and I wouldn't be, I you know, when it wouldn't shock me if the mayor made it. It wouldn't shock me if either of the other two made it. The the thing that's you know, the, the story really is that uh, for an incumbent mayor in any city, but in the city of Chicago in particular, for an incumbent mayor not to be able to make the runoff would be, you know, really, really a uh, breathtaking, almost un- well, unprecedented. Yeah, breathtaking, I think, is is the right word. And um but you know, and humiliating uh, for somebody uh, who was she, the she, darling of the National Democrats just four years ago. Yeah, but you know, um, uh, like I said, Lori Lightfoot got elected because she was tough, and she was seen as independent of the whole political, um, uh, you know, structure here, uh, and those were considered assets. Uh, you know, now, uh, I think in retrospect, those qualities, her strengths may have been weaknesses in governing that, you know, the, the uncompromising nature of her personality, uh, as you know, uh, I think, and, and, and the lack of, of, of relationships with, uh, with other people who she has to deal with as mayor of the city. Uh, constructively uh, may wind up uh, being, um, you know, very, very damaging. And the city council is going to be a bear. Yeah, I mean, who's the mayor? <laughs> because yeah, you know, yeah think I about mean, you that. know, I mean, what? the you know, you know, the institutional now uh, the sort of but nobody's going to make the case for the um, sort of wholesomeness and probity of the. Chicago City Council over the years. Uh, that said, you know, when half the council is turning over, um, you're, you're losing a lot of institutional memory. And uh, it is going to be a challenge to deal with that city council. And having the ability to deal with a council uh, and develop relationships with individual council members, which every successful mayor has done, uh, to some degree or another, uh, you, you have to have that. So, um, you know, I don't know that voters, I think voters are more in, intuitive about things like this than, you know, you know, pro, you know, specifically probing about this, but, um, they should be thinking about this. Uh, whoever is the mayor needs to be someone who can, uh, understand, uh, the, I mean, you know, I always look at uh, Fran. You know, we just Nancy Pelosi just gave up leadership in the in the Congress, and I watched her and studied her when I was in Washington and after. Uh, and her great talent was that she understood the needs of her members and other members, and uh, when she needed them, she knew uh, how to uh, reel them in how to get their cooperation because she understand that what their needs were and she was solicitous of them. She could be tough. Someone told me she had chocolates in her office and a baseball bat 
and she was willing to use either, you know, but the point is, you know, when you're dealing with a legislative body, you need to put together majorities for your agenda. And yeah, Rom, now Rom you're really have a whole new that. It, Rom really understood he that. He did. Yeah. 100% yeah. partly because he, he was a, a he was member in of it. Congress. And, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, that experience is really, really worth something. And, um, you know, I, 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 we'll see what happens, but I'm, you know, it's not, you know, you and I, we talk about this because we've been doing it for half a century or so uh, about, uh, you know, we talk about it in, in sort of competitive terms and sporting terms, but the consequences of these decisions are really, really important for the city and um, the ability to move the city forward to, 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 to deal with the policing issue and the public safety issue, which is broader than policing in a, in a thoughtful way and a creative way to be, to deal with, uh, you know, how to, how to deal with a fractious city council to reestablish relationships with the other la layers of government, the, the, the county government and the, and the uh, state, uh, you know, all of these things are so essential and will, and, and how you confront the problems that the next mayor is going to confront whoever it is in terms of, you know, uh, rising pension costs and uh, some of the fiscal built in fiscal challenge. All of this is going to determine uh, what the city is going to be like 10, 15, 30 years from now, just as some of the things that Rich Daly did in 1989, you know, 91, the early 90s, uh, when the city, when he got there, you remember the city was falling apart in many ways. Downtown was dying and there was real, real, there was a sense of unraveling. And uh, he did things that uh, really set the city uh, in a different direction. Um, that's what mayors can do. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, what happens in this election uh, is, is, is more than just a sporting issue. It's an issue of uh, the quality of the future. So yeah, wither Chicago. You know, I hope people. I hope people take it. I hope people take it seriously. Um, it's not. You and know, vote. It's and not vote no matter what Lori yeah. Lightfoot says, right? <laughs> okay, David. Yes, Oxford, I mean, you and I could talk about this forever. Uh, this is fun yes. stuff for us and and important stuff, of course, for everyone in Chicago. Please mm -hmm. vote. And we will talk to you after the election. Stay well, my friend. Okay. Happy birthday. And we will see you all next week. Thanks, friend.